You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Chicago, where we focus on the Black Catholic Initiative here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Father Michael Trail, and your host here today. You're listening to us on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., and we are also streaming on our YouTube channel on Catholic Chicago. Today, I am very honored to uh, be joined by uh, a very esteemed guest, Father Carl Gales, SVD, who is a newly ordained priest uh, and the associate pastor of Our Lady of Africa Parish in the Bronzeville neighborhood of Chicago. Welcome, Father Carl. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so looking forward to uh, sharing my story with you. That's great. Father, Father Carl, um, today is a day for us just to get to know you. You know, you are um, a newly ordained priest, uh, just about over a month or so, almost two months, I'd say, at this point. And, uh, and you know, uh, he, nationally in the United States, you know, the, uh, there's only about 250 African-American priests throughout the United States. And so you, uh, you're one of, the, one of the people who joined these ranks. And so today is a day where we get, get, to, get to know you, uh, not just here uh, in the Archdiocese of Chicago, but also uh, across the nation, because, um, you know, we, we want to thank God for you and thank God for the gift of your vocation and the gift of uh, your priesthood. And so, really, Father Carl, just very briefly begin, just tell us about you. Where are you from? Um, tell us a little bit about your journey along the way. Uh, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, September the 8th, and uh, to two parents uh, who were very, uh, very Protestant, and my mom more so than my dad. When I was seven, we moved out to Arizona, and there uh, I began a musical journey. Uh, when I was nine years old, my elementary school music teacher uh, told my mom that I had a talent in music and that she would like to um, see that I had some better education. So I joined the uh, Phoenix Boys Choir at that at that moment, and then I learned how to read music, uh, and it just developed from there. I began to play the piano, and that really took off. And so that uh, really launched my uh, trajectory um, in the music world, and I thought that that's really where my life was headed. And it was headed in, a, in that certain direction um, until I encountered the Catholic Church. And I encountered the Catholic Church when I was in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, just finishing up my bachelor's degree in music performance. And 
when I entered the Catholic Church for the first time to worship at Mass, there was a profound sense of peace that came upon my soul. And there were always those moments in my life where this profound peace enters so that I know that I'm in on the right direction or in the right path. And another moment that this profound peace came to me was when I asked the question to God, do you really want me to be a priest? And again, this profound peace. The third profound peace that I had was when I entered formation. Uh, the first night that I was in the formation house in Atworth, Iowa, at the Divine Word College, um, I felt again that peace of knowing that I was in the right place at the right time. And so um, these moments of peace have, you know, propelled me on uh, a journey that I would not have anticipated for myself even, you know, 10 years ago. That's good. That's what an incredible journey. And I, I love how, how you shared just in a very brief way how the, how the Lord was kind of just guiding you along the way and just kind of giving you those confirming moments just to say, okay, you know, you're right where you need to be. You know, you mentioned very, you mentioned that, um, you know, your first night information in Epworth, Epworth, Iowa, and, you know, we know that you're a member of uh, the Society of the Divine Word. Uh, can you share a little bit about them and their charism and how you came to found the SVDs? The charism of the uh, SVD Divine Word Missionary is going to the margins, going to those places where um, people uh, or uh, other communities uh, don't want to go. And so often in many of the countries that we are ministering in, um, a lot of the parishes are the, the ones that have had the most neglect and lack of care. Um, that necessarily isn't the case here in Chicago, um, but one of our charisms is uh, caring for the Black Apostolate. And so um, we care for the Black Apostolate here starting in 1916, um, going on to, to today. And so um, I entered into formation with the possibility of um, serving the Black Apostolate in the United States. And by God's grace, I'm here in Chicago uh, serving as the associate pastor at Our Lady of Africa. And thankfully, you know, after, while you were in formation and then into to your new assignment as associate pastor, you did not have to move very far. Um, previously, as of a couple of weeks ago, we were neighbors two blocks away from each other, and so uh, and I know you have a classmate who has gone from Chicago to Ecuador, and you know you've talked about. Uh, I've met some of your other um, confreres were there all over the world, so I think you probably had the shortest move out of everybody else. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, tell me, uh, you know, you've been a priest for two months at this point. So what are some of the things that have been exciting? What are some of the things you've enjoyed? And also, what are some of the things that you're still looking forward to? Well, I just came from a uh, catechist retreat that I directed um, this, past, this past weekend, and it was such a joy uh, to share the time with these 
catechist uh, from Our Lady of Africa Parish, and really uh, delve into what ministry is all about, what a catechism is all about. Um, this idea that we're meant to make connections, that it really is about connecting our story uh, with, you know, everyone around us so that we can be witnesses to each other, um, building up the body of Christ. And so it was really wonderful to spend that time there. And it was uh, more, more confirmation of um, the fact that God has placed me in a situation um, for this specific time, for this specific season. Um, I'm really just happy. And I, I, it's, it's probably still the honeymoon. Of you course. Know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, you're a baby priest. You have all this, you know, energy. You want to do everything. That's true. Uh, and so as long as I have all the energy that I have, uh, I am very, very happy to spend it on God's people. That's great. And keep that energy and keep using it for God's people because it, uh, having been a priest for six years myself, you know, it's, it's a great life and there are so many great graces and blessings. And, um, you know, I, I think about my own first year as a priest, you know, being able to do all the, you know, my first wedding, my first funeral, you know, my first uh, retreat. And uh, I think about those days with great fondness, just as you're experiencing them right now. Um, what, what a great gift and privilege that is. Tell me a little bit about um, your community at Our Lady of Africa that you're serving. Can you share a little bit about the people that have been entrusted to your care? Uh, the people in Our Lady of Africa are vibrant, they're joyous, uh, they like to connect uh, and, and, and uh, really get to the bare bones of things. Uh, what I really enjoy about Our Lady of Africa is uh, people will tell you how they're feeling. <laughs> I don't have to get they, yeah. they will let me know. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great thing. Also, what I, what I love about Alameda Africa is that there's so much potential. There are so many um, talented, um, willing, and able uh, parishioners who have a wealth of experience and knowledge um, and, you know, just a portion of uh, the parish is is, is active, and there are so many others who have yet to kind of, you know, been offered the invitation to uh, step up to the table. And so that's a part of my goal for this year, of reaching out to uh, the people who haven't perhaps, you know, come back to the parish, um, who have not been, you know, uh, reached out to, uh, especially our sick and shut in and those who are unable because of uh, COVID or other health reasons uh, not been able to come back to the parish. So I'm really looking forward to uh, getting to know everyone, not only the ones who come to the parish, but those who are, you know, maybe reluctant to um, enter into the mix. Uh, and it really is all about relation, uh, building and connecting one person at a time. Um, and that's a process that's not going to happen overnight. Right. But I trust that, you know, um, the Holy Spirit and His uh, and God's compassionate care for all of uh, the parishioners, you know, 
God, you know, is, is all about reaching that one, leaving the 99. Uh, and I hope that I can contribute to um, bringing all of God's people into um, uh, the, the, the parish family. Yeah, it is. That's great. And parish life is, um, you know, for me as a Dawson priest, it's, it's my bread and butter. But for you as a missionary, it's one of the one of the myriad things that you get to do and how wonderful it is that you get to start your priestly ministry at uh, Our Lady of Africa. We have more. Com- and the other thing that's really great about uh, uh, Our Lady of Africa is that it taps into one of my loves and one of my passions and talents is uh, the music. And we have a, a great music program headed by the maestro. Tyrone Pittman, and a wonderful gospel choir, uh, wonderful cantors, and they are, you know, uh, uh, one of the essential elements of good Catholic liturgy. Absolutely. And I'm so fortunate to be in a parish that has a very, very vibrant uh, music industry. It's uh, it's always good to, when, when the, when the, the priests assigned to the parish have a love of music and then you have a strong music program. Uh, it's, I, I've always seen that, that mutual enriching that happens, you know, especially for you as a, I mean, more than an accomplished, I mean, stellar. I, I've heard you firsthand, you know, uh, your, your, your musical abilities, uh, both in song and, and through, through playing, it's a, it's a real gift. And I know that, I know from, uh, from Tyrone uh, that he's very excited that you're there. And I know the choir is very excited that you're there as well. So. <laughs> The feeling is definitely mutual. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of love going on. I believe it. <laughs> you know, we have more of our conversation coming uh, your your way after a brief break, so uh, so stay with us. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. 
year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. of Catholic Chicago, where we focus on the Black Catholic Initiative here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm joined here today again with uh, Father Carl Gales, SVD, the Associate Pastor of Our Lady of Africa Parish in the Bronzeville neighborhood of Chicago and a newly ordained priest. Um, last off before our break, you know, we were talking a little bit about um, uh, how that mutual enriching between uh, being a pastor, uh, Associate Pastor who, who loves music and having a strong music program are, are really good. Um, I, I'm fascinated, Father Carl, by your um, by your love of music and how it's really kind of shaped your entire life. How do you think music has shaped your uh, discernment and priesthood, and how do you think it's uh, sh how do you think it will shape your ministry as a priest? Uh, I think that music is something that is is a language that you can tap into in every aspect of your life. I also believe that um, this idea of melody, the spreading of uh, a melody throughout um, your journey uh, plays very well into other ways of looking at, um, at life, at scripture, and your relationship with people. It's very interesting we had a sharing, um, and there were certain aspects of my, uh, the way that I give homily, for example, uh, that one person found to be very melodic and also rhythmic. And I was very fascinated by that 
that statement because I have never really consciously tried to do any of those things, and yet they were there. So uh, it, it really goes back to my training, all of the things that you use to um, isolate certain elements in your technique, and once you start performing, this all kind of webs and weaves together into a creation. And so just like that, uh, life is the same way. We're prepared uh, through our trials and our circumstances, our joys and our, our, our sorrows. We learn the techniques of life. We learn how to survive. And also we learn the tools that we want in order to survive. And so once we get all of those things in place, you begin to live life trusting that there is a melody, there is harmony, and for a, a musical piece to have real work, you have dissonance, you have consonance, you have a development, you have a denouement, you have the climax. All of these things contribute to the musical masterpiece. And your musical masterpiece that's so personal is your life. And how musical is that? Absolutely. So we all have our music to share with one another. And I love, I love how that, how your, your, your love and your gift of music uh, influences your preaching. That's, I mean, and it's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's great that, that even though it just comes innate to you, but others can see it, you know, because isn't that a great example of like using the gifts that God has given you um, and sharing it with others, you know, through, especially through your ministry as a priest. That's, that's wonderful. Absolutely. We know, Father Carl, one of the things I mentioned to you at the very beginning was that um, your, uh, you're entering into um, not only priesthood of Jesus Christ, but particularly here in the United States. You know, uh, some of our latest surveys have shown there are about 250 African American priests um, throughout the United States. So, can you share a little bit about that? Like, what it's like to be an African American priest? What it's like to be kind of welcomed by some other Black priests? Uh, and just kind of, uh, what do you think that does for you in your ministry? Uh, I have one question for you: Is how many of these African American priests are close to retirement? That's actually a really good question. Uh, that's a really good question. And I think, uh, don't quote me on this. So I probably would say probably 60 to 70, 60% of them are close to retire, close or at retirement already. So. Yeah. So that gives you an idea of the crisis uh, that we're facing. Right. Um, there's a lot of lack of attention uh, to the black black apostolate in this country um, due to the needs of other, you know, bustling populations. And I do think that that is something that is going to be uh, a point of pressure for me in my ministry because there's just such a great need um, and such a great hunger uh, for that. And, you know, um, one of the dilemmas of even uh, divine world missionaries is that our call and our charism is always to go out of the culture that you're raised in. So uh, it's a bit strange for an FDB to remain in the culture that he was brought up in, and as is the case with me. And that shows you how... Uh, dire the situation is. 
Um, that is something that is, uh, you know, something that I had to wrestle with during my formation of this idea of aren't you supposed to be going to another um, cultural um, milieu to really enter in and kind of strip away all that you know in order to be uh, available to um, be filled by the other culture and learn from them instead of having to, you know, um, this kind of colonial um, missionary attitude um, pre vatican II. So um, those are the challenges that I face um, within myself, but I think the greater need is outside of myself, and I can see it, you know, every day in ministry at Our, our Lady of Africa. Absolutely. You know, there was... Um Recently, I was with uh, a group of uh, newer ordained black priests, and uh, your your name came up uh, in a very positive way, and we were all sharing how excited we were um, for you to to join us in ministry. And one one of the one of the priests um, said something that I thought was very wise. He said, "You know, for us uh, priests who are African American, you know, not only are we responsible for our own uh, ministry and mission that we've been called to, you know, through whether whether it be me as a parish priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago or you as an SVD." Um, you know, that's our first and primary mission. But for us as black priests, you know, we're also called to, to be part of the larger community and to minister to the larger community as well, you know, um, mm -hmm. because as you, as you mentioned, you know, there's so few of us. And so uh, we, we are, we're called in a particular way to, to minister to, uh, to, to our own community as well, uh, both locally and nationally. I think a very uh, uh, positive aspect of uh, the meetings that we had just uh, two weeks ago, uh, the joint conference, and uh, the shares we were able to have is um, basically building up those connections and making sure that uh, we all know that we're not alone. Uh, we're not alone in the struggle. Um, the things that we're dealing with have been dealt with and have been, you know, um, looked at, uh, contemplated, uh, exasperatedly searched out uh, to um, for so many of the, of the different generations. And it's, unfortunately, uh, the, the struggle is still going on. And uh, realistically speaking, I don't see an end in sight. So we still have a long way to go. All right, while we have a long way to go, we, you know, we, we do the work that's been entrusted to us, and we, we thank God for it, and we just we continue Absolutely. to go, go forward, you know. Yeah, but there's a lot of hope. Yes, there is. Um, there's yes. a lot of, you know, forward momentum, and what I really enjoyed is this idea of speaking out um, and uh, really making sure uh, that our presence is uh, heard, felt, and uh, won't be ignored. And also, yeah. and also celebrate it. Our presence will be celebrated. And celebrated, and, absolutely. Yeah. Father Carl, I, um, I'd ask for a small favor, if you don't mind. You know, as a newly ordained priest, you know, you have the ability to uh, give such great graces. And so I'd ask that you would just give us, uh, give me and uh, all of our listeners and those watching your blessing uh, as a newly ordained priest. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And God, in His loving mercy and care, guide you with the gift of the Holy Spirit to be God's witness of compassion, mercy, love, and care.
to all the people that you come into contact with. May God may give you the strength and the courage to be a witness of Jesus, Jesus crucified, Jesus rose, risen, and Jesus as friend and brother. And we ask this in Almighty God's name, and in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Carl, it was so good to talk to you, and I want to thank you again for joining us. As I mentioned, our guest today was Father Carl Gales, who is the Associate Pastor of Our Lady of Africa. Uh, you can watch, you can catch our programming weekday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m., from 8 to 9 a.m. on WNDZ 750 a.m., and always on our social media platforms, including our YouTube channel and Catholic Chicago. This program was also available in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Father Michael Trail, and we'll see you next time.